Hi, I'm Matt Dolan. And I'm Dylan Luce, and this is Highly Debatable. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday we have the best game of the NFL season coming to your living room. Unless, of course, you got tickets, but those are kind of expensive. We have an awesome matchup. Denver Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers. I'm super excited. Matt's super excited. I mean, how are you not excited? It's pretty much a national holiday. They should give you the day off, you know, the following Monday. But, uh, you know, they don't. Still kind of upset about that. I think I'm gonna bring it up to management at my at my work. I kind of I live with one of the managers, so I don't think he's gonna listen to you. He probably won't. He never listens to me. I wouldn't listen to you. So uh, yeah, but you know we got we got a great coming game coming up this weekend. Uh, should be fun. Should be exciting to watch. I mean, of course, the Super Bowl is always fun to watch. I think the most exciting thing is there's just so many storylines going into this game. Oh yeah, such those little storylines that are just gonna add up. To make this game even better. I mean, you have Cam Newton, who's been kind of ridiculed and criticized all season for being kind of too over the top, and all these people are complaining about him. And But he's really gotten kind of a vote of support from the players lately, Manning saying something, J.J. Watt kind of saying something. So it'll be interesting to see, does he, you know, is he Cam on the big stage? You know, does he show himself like that? Does he show up? Which I think he will. I don't think there's any question of that. And, you know, is he able to make the plays and be Cam Newton? And then another storyline, obviously Peyton Manning, is this kind of his last ride into the sunset? Is it not? Another one is, um, you know, just how badly these players want to play in this game. Thomas Davis broke his arm in the last game, and he He's gonna immediate, try to come back immediately and... said, there's no way I'm not playing in this game. So it'll just be interesting to see kind of what these players are able to do. And Jared Allen's another one. He's got like a broken foot or something. He said he's going to try and play. He's been resting up the last couple of weeks. going to try and play in this Super Bowl because obviously he's been waiting his whole career. Yeah, get. I mean, it, it's going to be fun. And uh, back to the J.J. Watt thing, he said exactly what I've been saying this whole time. Cam Newton's just having fun. J.J. Watt said he likes to have fun. He celebrates when he sacks a quarterback. Why can't Cam celebrate when he scores a touchdown? One, Peyton Manning, too, what he said, you know, lended his support to him. He said, I don't dance like Cam because I can't score touchdowns like he does. So, I mean, it's just if it's like saying if I could, I would do that. Yeah. And but it's just know, not his personality. It's Cam's personality. And, again, I saw another example of this Cam Newton hate come out this week during the uh, the media days. Uh, some lady tweeted, you know, this is why, you know, Cam Newton is a thug or, you know, whatever. And it was because he, he had, was wearing, like a, he was wearing beanie. a beanie and a sweatshirt. And so she immediately got shredded she on got social media. Demolished on Somebody Twitter. posted a picture of their kid wearing a, a beanie in a, a hoodie. And, uh, you know, hey, is my kid a thug? And then it went down the list, showed Tom Brady at a press conference in a sweatshirt and a hat. Well, the best one is she compared in her original picture, she compared Peyton Manning and Cam Newton and, you know, Peyton Manning was in, like, normal whatever. He was in, like, a suit or, a, yeah. or a, you know. And nice. someone posted the picture later of Peyton Manning wearing a beanie just like yeah. Cam I Newton. Mean, it, it's, so it was just like. He's not, he's having fun. He went down there. He's not taking media day too seriously. He's wearing and you don't want a him beanie. To. 
What is wrong with wearing a beanie? I have like four. He's of the a things. thug. They're great. That, that's, that makes him a thug. Those beanies with the pom poms on as, top. As I soon love as them. as soon as you put a beanie on with a hoodie, you're immediately have a gun and you're and tucked in your Dude, waistband, I've been, I've and, you're, and you're gonna life then. and you're gonna go rob people. Apparently, that's 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 the equivalent. That's where it, that that all equals out right there. Man, we live in the hood then. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's it's ridiculous. But let's get back to the actual game because I'm tired of talking about people sh- shredding Cam Newton for literally no reason. The problem is it just keeps happening. People just need to give it up, accept it's how he is, and that it's no different than any other player in the league acts. There are plenty of players that are like Cam Newton and celebrate and, you know, do whatever. It's not like he is going out uh, in his off days and being Johnny Manziel and going to parties and getting arrested and things like that. He's an upstanding citizen. He plays the game with enthusiasm and these people are just trying to take it away from him. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, let's get to to the actual game and you know, this is probably one of the better matchups I can think of in yeah. the last couple of years. Do you want to break it down first or you want to go with our picks first? Um I think we go with our picks first, and then we can kind of break down within the game, and we can explain why we think the game's going to go how it is. All right. So I'll go first. I've been picking them the whole time. I think I'm still going to stick with Denver. I just think that defense is too good, and I think Manning is going to turn it up for this last game. He's just got too much guile and experience. There's like, too much riding on this game for him. I. It really. This is his chance to kind of pull his Elway and go out on top. Yeah, cement so, history. So I'm picking the Broncos, and obviously I'll break that down more in depth, but though I just wanted to give a few quick reasons why I think so, and then we'll go with your pick. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, the name of the, the show is highly debatable, um, and not only for that reason to go against Matt, but I'm rooting for the Carolina Panthers. I just think it's going to be the Cam Newton show. He's going to put on a show for us again, which should be great on the big stage. I don't think it'll get to him. I think he's played on big stages before. I think he's ready for this. I'm not saying that the college national championship is is equal with the Super Bowl, but he's been there. He's been in a, in a, in a stadium full of crazy fans with millions of people watching at home, and he he's done it. He's put on a show, and I think he'll, he can do it here. Well, it shows your ability to kind of perform in the clutch. So, I mean, it's a good kind of gauge of moving forward now obviously he's a couple years removed from that but we haven't really seen cam struggle at all this year so it'll be interesting you know can he translate everything this year and to keep the momentum well and he's done well in the playoffs all the way up into this point so i think he's going to keep it going and i'm going to tell you right now the other reason i'm picking this carolina panthers team to win um comes from my base of being a Chicago Bears fan I want Charles Tillman to get a ring I know he's hurt but he played for a good chunk of the season he played well for a good chunk of the season he'll get his ring and he deserves it I think if there's anybody on that field you know obviously you know there's there's plenty of people that deserve that ring but Charles Tillman he certainly deserves a ring I mean for all the stuff he did for Chicago all, and on and, and the stuff he did for Carolina this year. I mean, he's he really helped them in the regular season. And even when he's not on the field, I guarantee you Charles Tillman is an asset even on the sideline. Well, he's always been lauded for his leadership skills. So, I mean, it's a good thing that they've had him this year, and I think he's really been one of the players that 
behind the scenes has kind of pushed them forward and given them them, especially on defense, kind of given them that edge. I mean, I, I I literally shed a tear in that last game when he raised his crutches above his head and was you know like pumping them up in the air. A, a, a tear, a single tear, fell from my eye, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it, it reminds me of Woodson when he won it with the Packers. I mean, he was playing in that game and then got hurt, so it's a little different. But it's still you watch him. You know, they have to kind of leave this game in the hands of their teammates when <laughs> you know with how fiercely competitive they are, they would rather be out there. You know. Earning it themselves. Yeah, and if Tillman could pro- if Tillman could have run it all, he'd be on the field. Oh, definitely. Um, but besides that, I think Carolina's defense is great. Their offense is exciting. That's why I think Carolina is going to win this game. And it's sad to say, because if this is Peyton's last game, of course I'd like to see him go out on top. But I care more about Charles Tillman than I do about Peyton Manning. Let's be honest. Okay, so then let's let's start with that Carolina defense and the matchup with the Denver offense. So obviously. Denver's offense has kind of struggled all year. Um, Manning hasn't been as productive. He was hurt for a little bit and then came back. He played okay, nothing spectacular. Um, And then in the playoffs, it was more of the same. He was never above average. He was a manager. He was managing the game, and he kept his team in it, and he did did what he needed to do to win games. I think the most interesting thing is going to be the chess match between – Peyton Manning and Luke Keekley. Because Keekley is a the very field he's, yes, he's a very intelligent defender. He, you know, is responsible for kind of moving guys around in that defense. So it'll be interesting to see him and Peyton kind of going back and forth. And I mean, it's also a nice narrative because Keekley is on his way up. You know, arguably the best defensive player in the year. Uh one of the best in the league, you know, just on his way up in his career and Peyton obviously on the way down. So it's just interesting to see kind of who's going to get the better of this matchup. And another matchup that I'm really excited about, um, one guy who's had a really up year and one guy who's kind of have a down year by his, but is still the potential to go off in any game, Demarius Thomas versus Josh Norman. Obviously, Josh Norman has been fantastic this year he's gonna get paid in the offseason. Oh, yeah, dude, he's he's he has been shutting people down. And Demarius Thomas, who got paid, you know, coming into this year, it'll be interesting to see can he can he kind of put up for that contract. Yeah, he got I me. Mean, he got paid to be a big time receiver, and he hasn't necessarily. But then again, you got to look at the quarterback situation. Yeah, been, he hasn't been getting the ball as much, but it's just he's been kind of frustrated in the playoffs. He got a lot of targets. He's been kind of shut out. You know, especially in that Patriots game, he was really struggling. So it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of step up against Norman, who's been fantastic. Um, that whole Panthers secondary. Yeah, I mean, has well, we we saw. I mean, I'm not giving all. You can't really give all the credit to the Panthers for their last game against the Arizona Cardinals because there was that epic collapse by. Well, I think you can give them most of the credit. No, and and, and they do deserve a lot of credit, but. If you look at the way their defense has played in their in their in their two games in the playoffs, I mean they have given up only five touchdowns total, and that's you know that's everything. That's special teams, defense, you know, offense, whatever. It's 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 it, that's all the touchdowns they've given up, and they've scored ten, so they've doubled their their opponents' touchdowns, which is you know what that'll win you games. Let's be honest, but uh, their defense last week looked so smothering; it didn't look like. Even if Carson Palmer had been on his game, I, I don't see them being able to I win that game. I don't think they would have kept 
up with them, especially with how the offense was paced. But, I mean, the thing is, is Carson Palmer, for pretty much the entire year, was an MVP candidate. So if this defense is able to do that to an MVP candidate, you know, what are they going to do to a guy like Peyton Manning who's who headed down season, yeah. as a down year? But I think the one difference is Manning. He's Peyton Manning. He is Peyton Manning. That's the difference. Carson, is Peyton Manning. Carson Palmer is a famous bottler. So Manning, I think, will be able to keep his cool. He won't try and force things like Palmer was. Palmer is getting frustrated in that game and trying to make up for it wasn't working. Manning will know, all right, I just need to check down. I need to make the smart play. You know, I need to keep us in this game and give this defense a chance to make a play, win us this game possibly. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting because you're right. This is kind of a battle of the minds, Manning versus Keekley. Both very intelligent in their fields, you know, very respected uh, in both of their positions and in knowing the game, both very respected. Keekley has been phenomenal in the playoffs. He's had two interceptions. He's been playing like a bat out of hell. I mean, he's he's been amazing. And it should be interesting because Manning has all the mental skill to win a game. It's just his physical skill is not there. And Keekley knows how to set up his defense. He know, I mean, I guarantee he knows what that offense is going to run before they run it, just by knowing the formation, knowing the situation. I mean, these guys study tirelessly, and they've had two weeks to study. Yeah. They've studied this team for two weeks. When I'm sure in the back of their mind, they've been they've been thinking the Broncos or the Patriots pretty much all year are going to come out of the AFC. So they, I'm sure maybe not doing film study, but they've been watching them, and they've been you know kind of just figuring them out. And I'm sure Denver has done that with the Broncos. So now we'll kind of flip. We'll go the other way. And this is probably the biggest this is the storyline matchup yeah this is you know the phenomenal defense number one offense versus number one defense versus the high powered offense which is the denver d versus the carolina offense and right off the bat the most interesting thing and the thing that i'm going to be watching is can that denver pass rush disrupt cam or is cam going to be able to get away from them you know it's going to come down to which side makes more plays on kind of the broken plays yeah denver's defensive line looked phenomenal last weekend against the patriots but that is a that was a broken uh, offensive line for the patriots and that's tom brady he's not as fast he's not he's as not mobile. mobile yeah and he's not like tackling a defensive end true i mean, I mean trying to tackle cam newton is pretty much like trying to tackle julius peppers in the pocket i mean he is he's built the same way he's a freak of nature yeah but i just think with how much pressure they've been able to generate all year against anyone von miller demarcus Ware on the outside there it's i think what it's really going to come down to is how do they scheme for him are they going to be aggressive and they're going to try and say you know we're going to come after you you know you are going to have to beat us you know by making plays that way or are they going to be kind of passive are they going to spy him are they going to contain him and say you're going to have to beat us by throwing the ball which I think is what you'd rather do because Cam Newton running around is bad for everybody. Yeah, but Wade Phillips is a phenomenal game player. Oh yeah, I I'm mean, sure, for sure. Have, he's he will have plenty for Cam Newton to digest look, throughout at, that at, game. At no point, I mean, these players are always prepared. They always what they know what they need to do. It's just a matter of executing what they need to do. And I just don't know if Cam Newton is somebody that you can necessarily go by the book and say, all right, this is what we have to do. You have to write but a new book, I think. Even if you execute it perfectly, 
Cam Newton is the kind of player that's going to make a play. Yeah, I would agree. But at the same time, Von Miller is the type on defense where he is just relentless. And you have DeMarcus Ware on the other side. So it's just... And their defensive tackles are no slouches either. No. But I think the biggest thing is just going to come down to who executes the game plan better. Like you said, you know... Are you able to contain him, keep him in the pocket? Are you able to get to him? If you can get to him, you can rattle him. You know, he's been throwing better lately, but he still is not a super polished pocket passer. No, he's not. But you he know, has he has he called has, himself a pocket passer. No, he he has certainly he wants developed to be, that part of his game. Yes, he wants to be the guy that stands in the pocket and makes the throws. It'll be interesting if they're able to get pressure in his face, especially early. Are they going to be able to make him kind of skittish and use his feet more than he would want to? Yeah, I think what a difference maker in this game is is if Carolina establishes the run. Yeah, if they can establish their run with with Newton and you know with their running backs, if they can establish some sort of running game. I think that opens up the whole game for them, and it takes a lot of pressure off Cam throwing the ball, and it keeps Denver on their toes. They can't constantly rush. They can't constantly, you know, or they can't, and they can't drop everybody back to play coverage. Well, it'll come down to if Carolina can get a hot start, you nullify that pass rush, I think. If you get out in front, you're able to run the ball more, and they're not able to pin their ear back. And just rush because that's well, what that's, they're doing against the Patriots. Well, and that's what Carolina's done. They've put up points early. Yeah, in the in, the, in their two games in the playoffs, they put up points immediately. Yeah, they jumped twenty something people. points in the in the first quarter. I think of both those last two games. Yeah, I mean they put up points and they put them up quick, and that was what was good for them because then they can kind of ride it out, but also play a little more conservative game and not have to take risks in their game plan and in their play calling. And that just makes it easier for Cam Newton. If Cam Newton just has to make easy passes, short passes. But the thing is, they didn't play Denver's defense. They played Arizona's defense, good defense. Cam Newton destroyed them. I mean, it was due to the fact that he had the ball about 30 more, more yeah, 30 more times than he should have. I think it was also demoralizing for that defense. They were trying to do everything they could, and Carson Palmer just kept giving the ball away. So When you rest about two plays, it's never good for your defense. Yeah. So it'll come down to that. I think the next biggest matchup is these good corners against receivers who they have performed well this year, but by no means are they world-beater receivers. You know, Ted Ginn has had a really good year. He's really kind of come back into the scene 10 yeah, touchdowns Ted Ginn this year. Yeah, 10 touchdowns. I mean, he's having a, a fantastic year. But, you know, he, has he really matched up with these kind of corners? Well, and no. you got to look at a guy like Greg Olson. He's going to cause a matchup problem for well, yeah, anybody. I, I think he's too fast for a linebacker. He's too big for. Uh, I wouldn't. Trevathan is pretty quick. He's been matched up with running backs plenty. You know, it's just it's going to be. Can they get him targets? Can they get Cam comfortable? Well, and Greg Greg Olson's a phenomenal route runner. He as is. Well. He's definitely one of the smart best players. Knows that. how to use his body. Knows how to run his routes. Knows how to get open and knows how to help Cam Newton out in those Why situations. Why did the Bears get rid of him? For what a fifth round pick? I think yeah, fourth or fifth. Literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know that, that is literally one of the worst trades Chicago's ever made. I don't really like to talk about it because I wish he was still in orange and navy, bringing up some some painful memories there. 
But yeah, I think Greg Nolson has been kind of his safety blanket this whole year. When he needs somebody, that's who he goes to. His big body, great hands, and he he's always where he needs to be for Cam. So it'll be interesting, you know, who do they scheme against? Who are they going to say, okay, you know, try and beat us with this guy? Or are they just going to be the smothering defense that they've been against everyone else, you know? Yeah, and we always talk about how football games, there's three parts. Offense, defense, special teams. So these special teams, they kind of match up pretty evenly. Of course, you got Ted Ginn returning punts, and he's, he's, a, he's a dangerous guy with the ball on his hands. He hasn't had any touchdowns this year, but he's had them in the past. He's still got the, the speed and he's the ability. He's always liable to, to break one. Yeah, so it, special teams is going to be a big factor for field position, for uh, you know momentum swings. Well, especially with these two defenses, field position, and that's a really – not talked about enough when people analyze games is the field position game you know punting is a bigger part of the game than you think oh absolutely and kicking and everything if you're if you're keeping your opponent if they're starting their drives all their drives from i'd even 25 25 back towards the you know the goal line that's good because you you if you can stop them on the first drive even the second drive you're going to have decent field position if you can keep them pushed back with these punts, it's huge. Well, and, and if you can people keep are willing them pushed to trade. back, you gain more in the field position because then when they punt, they're not going to be able to pin you as deep. Yeah. So, I mean, you watch these guys and you're always asking, you know, well, why isn't he going for it on this fourth down? It's fourth and two or fourth and one. They're playing the field position game. It's early enough in the game that you're just trying to play the game where – you're you're given or taken five or ten yards here or there to try and build yourself up to where you're getting a shorter field, you're able to make that drive, you go down and score, you know. You're just trying to make the field as compact as possible for you and as long as possible for your opponent. Yeah, and what what people don't think about is the big mo. We talk about all the time momentum. It's a thing, it's a real thing, it's palpable, it's a factor. If you get stopped on fourth down, you lose a lot of wind, and that defense gets just so hyped up. That team gets so hyped up because they got to stop on fourth down. Yeah, when they gain a lot of field position normally from that. Because normally, I mean, people will go for it, you know, down inside the 20 a lot. Then it's not really a factor. Then you're still playing the field position game versus the points game a little bit. You know, would you rather take points or would you rather take the risk? I mean, I'd tend to be more aggressive. I'd say if you're like if you're like forty five to the thirty, you know, in that range there, you know, if if it's too far for your to kick a, to kick a field goal, I say you go for it. But then again, like you said, play the field position game. There's there's that risk reward with both. Yeah. If you go for it and you get it, first of all, that's a huge momentum boost. You you capitalize on fourth down. You got yourself a first down. You still have the ball in your hands and you're still moving. But if you don't, like we said, the momentum swings. You give and, up good field yeah, position. Yeah, give up field, good, good field position at the 30, 40, you know, even the 50-yard line. Yeah, and then, I mean, the, the thing is, too, is, you know, teams are taking field goals a lot more often. So it's, you know, if you're going down and you're going for it on the 40, they only realistically have to drive 30 or 40 yards to kick a field goal, get in field goal range. So, 
if you're giving Which up against the ball these defenses, there, might be too, not might not be very easy, but yeah, but that's going to be the difference, I think, in this game is the those smallest of margins is what going to be decides this game with two excellent teams. Speaking of small margins, I hope this game's not decided by a missed extra point. That'd be really sad. Then we have to come back and talk about another Races kicker. We got to come back and talk about stuff. another kicker and another extra point or short field goal. I don't want to do that. I hope they just they hit their field goals. They hit their I. I would be happy with a. Well, we always talk about it. We want as good a game as possible. You know, we don't want mistakes. We leave don't the want referees at home. Leave the referees at home. Yeah, we don't want any of that stuff. We want a game that is pure and exciting, and you know. I wouldn't really mind, you know, a 17 to 20 game as long as it's like an error-free game. I want to see like they come down to like that last second play, like a field goal or the or the, or the touchdown. Or the last drive, you know, someone riding off, you know, into the locker room with the Super Bowl. You know, how crazy would it be if Peyton Manning, you know, leads this well, last he, minute drive? He won't be walking off the field then. No, he'll, he'll be, be up on shoulders. He'll be, he'll he'll be, be, that'll be his John do, Elway moment. Yes, they'll do the victory lap and they'll take him off the field just like John Elway. And then I mean, they'll, he won't just touch. Go, they'll just go bury him in Denver. Yes. And that'll no, be he'll, he'll just die after this game. Just collapse on <laughs> the like, field. He's like, I'm good, I'm done. They'll just bury him under the stadium. I've accomplished all I've had to do. And then he'll go make nationwide commercials for all of us to enjoy. And I'm hoping there's at least one. At least one. During the Super Bowl, everybody loves commercials. Commercials are one of the best parts of the Super Bowl. It gets uh, your lady friends excited about the Super Bowl because they like the commercials. People watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials, and I mean, I'm already excited. I saw the one for Audi. I posted on my Facebook. If anyone cares, probably don't. I mean, nobody Audi. Cares. Nobody cares. Probably my dream car, especially the R8. And then the commercial has David Bowie in it, so it's. A, but if that is the quality that these commercials are going to be. I'm excited for well, yeah, that part of the they're, game they're, they're as well like, as the game. Well, these commercials are awesome because they're all like mini movies. I mean, you get like the, yeah, the no, you people, get like a storyline in a they commercial. Go, they go all out. It's ridiculous. I'm and waiting for a Doritos commercial. Doritos commercials are always fantastic. Yes, remember the one with the guy snow goes, globe? Guy it's goes like, pretty good with. The are we going to have too. free Doritos at work today? And he throws a snow globe through the glass of the vending machine. <laughs> yeah. And well, they always have those contests for it. Yeah, which are excellent. They produce lots. Oh so, yeah, it's always fun to watch the the Doritos commercials. That's another X factor for this X Super Bowl factor. Is the Doritos performance? We'll see what they're able to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 truly excited. I think this is a great matchup. There's some people arguing that a better matchup would have been the Patriots versus anybody. I mean, no. I, I, there's a lot of people saying that because the Patriots, the Patriots were. The Patriots have a big draw. Whether you, whether Patriots, you like them or you hate them, they're a big draw. People hate the uh, Patriots. They might turn in to watch them lose. If the Patriots were a better matchup, they would be in the game. That's all I have to say. If they had a better offensive line, they'd be in the game. Yeah. If Tom Brady had any time. If Tom Brady wasn't on his ass most of the game. Which you probably thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Tom Brady on his ass most of that game. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And... Uh, you know, now he's now he's he's on vacation. He's spending time at Michigan's college signing day and having a you know a grand old time. If I was Tom Brady, I wouldn't go back to Michigan. Why? Cause I'd go hang out with Giselle in Brazil or something. Yeah, they, they like they love him there, even though you know he only what he only started like one year at Michigan. Well, I'm not I'm not talking about the university at all. But why do you want to go to like 20 degree Michigan when you could you know 
go hang out in Hawaii. Dude, he took his private hang... jet, probably like, stayed there for like one day, maybe a couple hours, and then he was out. I'm just saying, man. I... He plays in Foxborough. What do you mean? He loves that weather. I think I, I don't. Th- that's not my choice. I think from like September on, it's like it's like you go 20 to Tom, degrees. You out go to there. Tom Brady's house, and he's the guy that's like a savage, living in 55 degree indoors. <laughs> got... Giselle's just in coats all the time. Just Why icicles, icicles hanging from the ceiling. I'm preparing. She's got, she's got her room. She's got like eight, eight space heaters in there. You know, she's bundled up. Tom Brady's just walking around in shorts. No, he's not even. He's not walking around. He's sitting on the couch watching film with icicles. He sits on, like, an ice couch. It's like an igloo. Their house is just a giant igloo. I mean, he does have ice water running through his veins. Not last game. Well, I mean, it really wasn't his fault. Yeah, so. that wasn't his fault. Okay. It's hard to win a game when you're on your ass. So that's what we think of the Super Bowl. Kind of breaking it down for you guys. Let us know what you think. Um... Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're stupid. Please tell us we're stupid. We like that. But I think we're going to try something here. We're going to determine whether we really are stupid or if we do know our We're going to test Matt's knowledge. Oh, yeah, because Dylan's too afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do it on air. I feel like I'll be made a fool of. And let's be honest, people, I do not like to be made a fool of. We're going to test on some Super Bowl trivia. So this is off the NFL.com's website. If you want to go, there's four different levels, easy, medium, hard, very hard. We're going to try this, or I'm going to try this. Um, probably go on medium or hard difficulty. And then after we get done with it, we'll do some uh, today in sports history. All right, so let's go ahead. We're going to start you with medium because okay. I think easy is too easy. So we're going to go with the first question. The first question is, who is the only player to return the opening kickoff in the Super Bowl for a touchdown? Do you even need all the multiple choices? I don't need the multiple choice. It's Devin Hester. Woo! Greatest return man of all time, ladies and gentlemen. What a stud. Too bad I couldn't win that Super Bowl. I'm partial to uh, Desmond Howard myself. Come on. He put up numbers to make himself the best return man. That's all he did, though. Desmond Howard at least played on offense, His story. He is the number one return man in history. Let's see if Matt got it right. He did get it right. That was an easy one. Are you sure? Are we sure this is medium? Make sure this is medium. See, these are the questions that I like. Why would I care about this? Who performed during the halftime of Super Bowl Forty Three? Ooh, you got that Roman numeral right. I did. I, you know, I, I studied up a little bit beforehand. I don't really know my Roman numerals. They didn't teach us. There's a reason that the Roman Empire fell. It's because they were trying to count with X's these and numerals. and, and y, Y's and V's and whatever. Okay, so we got the Who, Bruce Springsteen, U two, or the Rolling Stones. I'm going to go with the boss, Bruce Bruce Springsteen. Correct. Boom. Oh, he's two for two, ladies and gentlemen. All right. How many times has there been a back-to-back Super Bowl champion? Seven times, 11 times, nine times, or one time? Seven. Correct. The number's... Wow. East. I'm actually impressed that there's that many back-to-back champions. I mean, it's well, a really hard thing about to do in the NFL. you got to think about the Packers in the first two. And then you have the Steelers have a couple in, I think, the 70s there. 70s or 80s. Buffalo then you have the could 40, have had some. The 49ers. I don't know if they actually had back-to-back. But you just you just got to chunk the dynasties together. The Cowboys, obviously. So, I mean, lately there hasn't really been anyone that's done back-to-back, I don't think. Maybe the Patriots... Early on in their run, yeah, I'm not quite sure. In the on two, that. early 2000s, maybe. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not positive. But I was just, I just went for chunking together the dynasties. All right, there. all right. 
do a little deductive reasoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, question four. Which team won Super Bowl? Oh, gosh, here we go. Uh, That's 43, isn't it? Yeah, 43 in the 2008 season. That is the Steelers, I believe. So we got Giants, Cardinals, Steelers, and Colts. Matt says the Steelers. Boom. And he is correct. Mm. He's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. He's on a roll. Call him Butta. He's on a roll. Ooh, this is a tough one. All right. Super Bowl What wide receiver was the MVP of Super Bowl Forty in the 2005 season? Antoine Randall. Ah, didn't even want to play football. Now he doesn't. Heinz Ward, Bobby Ingram, or Daryl Jackson? That man, Heinz Ward. I think Heinz Ward, yeah. You think it's Heinz Ward? I think it's Heinz Ward. He was the man. I don't know, though. Yes. Oh, Ooh, Heinz Ward. Got it. All right. What, one of the, what, six wide receivers to win? Six, yes, I One believe. of the six wide receivers to win a... To ever win. Super All right. MVP. All right. So got we got five, five out of medium. five. So let's go to hard. Let's see right, how we, we do go. here. All right. What stadium was Super Bowl One played in? Ooh, I should know this. Memorial Coliseum, the Superdome, the Orange Bowl, or Tulane Stadium? <sighs> My dad's going to hate me for this one if I get it wrong. Yeah, yes, he's going to punch you right right in the wiener. I think it's the Memorial Coliseum. Is that your final answer? We'll go with it. Do-do-do! It's either that or the Orange Bowl, I think. Oh, time's up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Memorial, Memorial Coliseum? Go with Memorial Yes. Oh, oh, oh he gets it. I get to right. live here for yeah. another day. His dad will keep him in the house. All right, which of the following quarterbacks never led his team to a Super Bowl victory? And this is sad. Seeing the options and seeing the one that hasn't. Brad Johnson, Jim Kelly, Kurt Warner, or Trent Dilfer? Jim Kelly, obviously with the Bills. Jim Kelly, Trent Dilfer, debatably one of the worst quarterbacks. Brad to Johnson win. was <laughs> to, to he win was average. Brad Johnson was average. Trent Kurt Dilfer Warner was good. Trent Dilfer made a whole career off winning that Super Bowl. Yeah. He, now he's that now he's talking about dog. football. Damn. All right. How many field goals were there? Missed field goals were there in Super Bowl forty five? Man, I should know this one too. This is the Packers Super Bowl. Zero, um, one, three, or two? I think one. Are you sure? No, but I'm guessing that. Was that Crosby kicking? Are you sure there wasn't like 10? <laughs> Not that season. Correct. Yes. One missed field goal. He's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. All right, question four. Of the 15 times the Super Bowl has been played in Florida, how many times has it taken place in Jacksonville? Which that's way too many times for it to be played in Florida. Dude, for there to be garbage teams Where do people want to go? They want to go to Florida. I Nobody wants can, to go man. play the Super Bowl in Minnesota. I think How would you like to they're play getting this? one in, though. Yeah, well, they Minnesota have a state. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, yeah. Who wants a, I think. Who wants to go to Minnesota it should in, in February? Everyone should get the opportunity to host the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I agree with it you. Is, it is. But you're not going to get as big of a draw. It is a travesty that a place like Green Bay or Chicago has not hosted the Super Bowl with the fantastic stadiums that they have. You're right. The historic stadiums. Well, and all the stuff. I mean, like especially like you got like you know Chicago. There's a lot of stuff to do in Chicago. It's not like you're dropping them off in the middle of nowhere for nothing with nothing to do. Green Bay's there's nothing to do. Like Green Bay, it's still Lambeau Field. So I mean, you can maybe you know I don't I don't know how far it is away from uh, Madison or Milwaukee, but yeah, like three or four hours. Yeah. So never mind. You're going to Ashwaubenon, dude. Don't don't be tripping me. Wait, what? Ashwaubenon is the town next to Green Bay. Can you spell that? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Ashwabanon. Okay. So how many times has it been played in Jacksonville of the 15 times it's been played in Florida? Seven, four, ten, or one? I'm going to say seven. 
Yeah, that makes sense though, because they're just an expansion team. Yeah, but you know, I guess I they don't know if they had a stadium, stadium there. there yeah, they may not. So have. that's all right. Well, that's one wrong. He's okay. Question five: This New York Giants quarterback Ooh, man, was the I don't know MVP about this one. <laughs> of Super Bowl. Good luck, buddy. Uh, XXLII. 32. 32. All right. In the 2007 season. Ooh, Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, or Archie Manning. <laughs> well, I'm going to go know, Archie. Man. I'm going straight Archie yeah. for 2007. Yeah. Eli Manning. Now, that's, that should have been easy. Yeah. Because when have they had another quarterback? When was the Not last time somebody Kerry besides... Collins was the first. I was going to say, was when was the last time? Besides and Eli. what year was that? That was when they went a long time ago. All right, four out of five. We're going to give him one more go at the very hard level. All right, this team, Green Bay Packers, which also won Super Bowl two, was has the highest winning percentage in the postseason. Giants, Packers, Cowboys, Niners. Eat it. Correct. All right, through the first forty-five. Well, they haven't been that good in the past. You know, I mean, they they've been better than the Bears. Well, the Bears don't make it to the playoffs, so you can't necessarily say in the past ten years. You can't say in the past ten years that they have that. You know, they they the Packers have lost more games in the playoffs in the past ten years than the Bears. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Good argument. Boom in your face. There's an example of stats being skewed in in your your face. All right, through the first forty-five Super Bowls, how many teams have have a perfect Super Bowl record? Five, four, one, and eight. So, you got to bank the, on teams that have Packers, only been like once or twice. The Packers would be perfect. Through the, or no, they lost is through the first 45. So, no, not the Packers because they lost to Denver. Yeah, through the first 45. You got to think about those teams that have only been a couple times that would have won the couple times they went there. You know, maybe not like the Buffalo Bills who lost every time they got there. Or the Minnesota Vikings who lost every time they got there. I'm going to say one. One? Wrong. Five. Wow, there's five teams. That's a lot more than I thought. With perfect records in the Super Bowl, huh? It's kind of impressive. Through the first 45. I know, but it's kind of... So you got to think maybe like the 49ers. That's kind of impressive, though. I mean, I'm impressed by that. I like that. That, That's interesting. Only cornerback. All right. Who was the only cornerback to ever be named a Super Bowl MVP? Ronnie Lott, Champ Bailey, Larry Brown, or Daryl Green? Ronnie Lott was a stud. He wasn't really a cornerback, though. No, he was a bad He was more of a safety, wasn't he? No, I think he played cornerback. Um, I'm going to Champ. say Daryl Green. Daryl Green, huh? You positive? No. I know you're not. Wrong. Larry Brown. He was my second guess. No, he wasn't. Yes, he wasn't. All right. For winning Super Bowl 42, how much did each player on the New York Giants earn? 78,000, 128,000, 178,000, or 208,000? 128,000? I don't know how anyone would, like, retain this stat ever. You just gotta, you you gotta be like the Schwab. Yeah, jeez. Remember that show, Stump the Schwab? Just gotta look up random... Do you remember Stump the Schwab? Yes, I remember. That was a fantastic... I love that show. He was so smug, though. Yeah, you can be when you know him that much. I think I only saw him stumped, like, one time. That's because they probably just, he probably fed him the questions he wanted to get asked. Let me find some obscure stats that no one will ever think to look up. Wrong. 78,000. That's mm. weak. Yeah, that's garbage. All right. Who was the losing coach of, the, of Super Bowl One? Not Vince Lombardi. Joe Allen, Hank Stram, or, or Bud Grant? Bud Grant. 
Yeah. The Chiefs. You're, you're oh, wrong. Hank Stram. All right. Hank Stram. All right. I messed you, that you, up. You, yeah, you didn't know. Who am I? Th- How did I? Oh, no. I'm thinking about a conversation I had with my dad the other day. Yep, I was wrong. All right. Well, you only got one out of five so, on the Super very Hard, hard is my limit there. Yeah, you did well. You, you got five, you got four, and then you got one. I'm disappointed in your performance. I'm, yeah, not I'm imp- disappointed in your performance. I'm not, you didn't even perform. I'm not impressed by your performance. All right, George. All right. All right, so then we'll get into the end here with today in sports history. Yeah. So, um... I don't know, we'll take a little look at it. Uh, in 1912, in the U.S. professional football, set some new rules. The field was shortened to 100 yards. What was it before that? I don't know, probably like 120 or something like that. That's ridiculous. That's not like I'm wrong that it's far. Canadian's league. What? Yeah, Canadian league's 120 yards. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like a soccer pitch. <laughs> uh, soccer pitches are allowed to be different. Which blows my mind. I think it can it's be awesome. different. I know, but it can be different ways. There's a minimum and a maximum, but all right, so... Okay, anyway. Other rules they implemented, the yeah. 100 yards, touchdowns were worth six points instead of five, four, four, four downs, downs yeah. instead of three, and a kickoff was moved from the 50-yard line to 40. Yep. So then we'll move to, we'll jump ahead 60 years to 1972. First Winter Olympics in Asia were held in Japan. That's interesting. Obviously, with everything that went on in World War II, it took them quite a while to get built back up and then we'll move to let's go to 1979 the minnesota twins traded rod carew to california for four players to the state of california yeah just to the state they of just california gave to him here you go you can have i mean him. at least it's being it's better than being traded for a washing machine who's trading for a washing machine some soccer player no nah, i don't think that was true didn't well, somebody get traded for a sack of soccer balls? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Stuff like that. People have been traded for, you know, baseballs or bats or whatever back in the old days. And then we'll jump ahead. This is one that's uh, close to my heart and yours probably. 2001, the XFL debuted. Oh, man. Vince, Las- Vince McMahon's a genius, first of all. Let's be honest. The Las Vegas Outlaws, which I believe had He Hate Me, beat... The New York slash New Jersey Hitman, 19 to nothing. And the Orlando Rage beat the Chicago Enforcers, 33 to 29. A sad day when they closed up shop. But that was the day. Today's the day in 2001 that they debut. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm really disappointed that we bring it back. Last longer. Yeah, it needs to come back. And I'm going to sign up. I'm going to try out for a team. It's going to be great. Um, and, the new, and then in 2002, the New England Patriots... Won the Super Bowl 20 to 17 over the Los Angeles Rams. First Super Bowl for them win. Yep. It obviously, was the first Super Bowl win for the Patriots. Obviously, they've gotten on the wrong end of both of our teams. Yes. The Bears beating them and then the Packers beating them. Yep. And the game ended uh, with a last second field goal. And Pretty- today's the day in 2002 when the Evil Empire was born. <laughs> All Britney right, Spears, didn't she screw up the national anthem? Did she screw up the national anthem or was it Christina Aguilera? Somebody screwed up the national anthem. Do I don't remember. remember. That? It doesn't say. It just says she performed it. But. All right. You know, one more thing. I want to end on Super Bowl. So I just want to give you the reasons that you need to watch the Super Bowl this weekend. Just some storylines that you need to follow. We talked about a lot of them. But just a quick run over of why you need to go watch this game. So the first one, got the old guy. 
versus the, the young guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the old guy versus the young guy. Youth the prodigy versus, versus yeah. The, you know, that's 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 one of the storylines we were talking about. Cam versus uh, Peyton should be fun to watch. The next one, you got Carolina was spo- wasn't supposed to be this good this year. No, they were supposed to be good, but yeah. not this. So good. they were the surprise team. It's always fun to watch a kind of a Cinderella story. Kind and of yet somehow they're the favorites too. So that's interesting. Well, because they went from not supposed to be being there to uh, should be the only team there. And then the third one, uh, Denver was expected to be here. Oh yeah, they had a good team, but it's kind of for the opposite reason. They've always been a high-powered offense. This year was the defense that brought them there. Yep. Um, and then, of course, you know, we talked about this a little bit before. Cam Newton's a must-see superstar. He's fun to watch. People hate him. People love him. He's definitely a polarizing he's a character. He's a, man. he's a polarizing character in the NFL and to be the face of the NFL for years to come. Forward. Um, Peyton Manning is the old legend who's taken a beating, uh, but he's going for that one last shot, at, you know, one last, you know, ride at glory, one last fight, one last battle. Just trying to ride out on that Bronco, man. We talked about it. The blazing Bronco into the sunset. To the nationwide facility. As, as, as John Elway waves to him as he rides over the hill. While Peyton shoots off his guns. Goodbye. Uh, Denver's been to a lot of Super Bowls. There's one reason. There you go. That's a good one. It just adds to the history. This is Carolina's second Super Bowl. Which, I mean, that's pretty good for considering how young of a team compared to everyone else. Yeah. I mean, they only came in the league in, what, the 90s? And this is their second Super Bowl. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you look at teams like the Lions, who who have been in the league forever, and they've never been. So Big fat goose egg on that one. Yeah. That's a sad team. And then... That's a sad team. Sorry, Brett Schubert. That's a sad team. And now they're going to be more sad because Calvin Johnson's yeah, gone. Yeah, not to rub it in or anything. And then, obviously, with the kicks, you know, could it come down to another we missed We hit on kick, that a little bit. Missed extra point. And then another thing is this game is just filled with playmakers and just big character guys. I mean, you have, for the Panthers, you have Von Miller. No, or excuse Denver. me. He's on Denver. For the Panthers, you have Ted Ginn, Greg Olson, Luke Keekley, who we all sp- we spoke about all those guys. You know, and then for Denver, Von Miller, C.J. Anderson, who's really coming to his own, and then a guy we didn't really mention by name, but we kind of talked about him was uh, Akib Talib. Yeah, who was part of that great secondary that Denver's got. You know, those they have a couple shut down corners. They got some really good guys in that secondary. They've been making plays all year, so halftime show should be pretty sweet. Coldplay. You know how I know and, you're gay. And, and Beyonce. I believe. I believe. That's, that's the weirdest like Be- mix. Beyonce is showing up. That's the weirdest mix of groups ever. Well, hopefully we get another one of those pictures that she wanted taken off the internet. You remember that one? Yeah. She's like she's dancing. Flexing. Yeah, she's flexing. Yeah, she looks like a beast. People turn her into the Hulk. Um, and uh, the last one, no Super Bowls have ever gone into overtime, which you know would be kind of exciting if this one did go into overtime. I can't handle any more overtime madness this year. I need an overtime madness, and I need Aaron Rodgers to come in for the celebrity throw. The, c- the celebrity, celebrity throw. shot? And then Is this just, yes, now? And just throws... Cam, uh, give me the ball! And just throws a uh, Hail Mary. Just a bomb. Yeah. Greg Olsen can catch it. That's fine. So I can lament in the fact that he's no longer with the Bears. And then you can lament the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the one that threw him the, the pass. Yeah, I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think it's actually allowed he's, to happen. He's signing a one-day contract. One-day contract. Super Bowl contract. I'm pretty sure that's also illegal. Nah. New CBA. Nah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks a lot. Uh, this is our Super Bowl edition of Highly Debatable. Um, I'm Dylan Luce. I'm Matt Dolan. Thanks, guys.